Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam of pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devour him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. to bring in the heat 
tonight. And we're going to have, for the next three weeks, actually, we're going to have some fun, some incredible time. Uh, this actually is part one of three. Uh, really, the whole month we're going to celebrate, but this is the first start of the celebration of our four-year anniversary. And before we have our special guest tonight, let's just talk about our four-year anniversary. Derek, this is this is the first day of our celebration. And can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Can you believe it, Derek? Four years. You said four years, right? Four years. Wow. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I just... The first episode, I think, was like in the morning or something like that. And I'm just like, hey, this isn't going to work. But uh, we wised up in the evenings now, perfect time, West Coast. Anywhere you are, you have access to the Internet. You're going to listen to Pancakes and Power Slams. And if you don't, then we have no use for you anyway because you don't know what's hip. You don't know what's exciting. Uh, we've gone strong. I still can't believe 209 episodes. Nine weeks ago was our 200th episode. So yeah, we just keep yeah. going, keep going. We're just like the Energizer Bunny. Nothing's going to stop us. That's right, man. Just keep going and going and going. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the first one, I believe, yeah, was a, a pilot episode. It was in the morning. We we did it like 9 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And, um, yeah, it was just really trying to – straighten out the kinks and just really trying to, um, you know, from an analytic standpoint, just seeing what a good time was to, to really um, uh, draw a good crowd. And, uh, you know, I think it was like the second or so episode, you know, we, we hit the 11, 11 o'clock mark uh, and just people just gravitated to the show. We spiked and uh, uh, it's been history ever since. And, I'm just really excited about uh, just what we have in store and the fact that we <laughs> that we are here for four years strong is just absolutely, absolutely incredibly amazing. And we got some WrestleMania stuff. We got a bunch of stuff going on. But just, I mean, what's your fondest thoughts or what, what, what's just your, your, your sum total summation of, of thoughts? regarding the four-year anniversary i just can't believe it's here i mean in four years from now we'll be on tv and we'll be on espn and um we'll have uh 90 minutes to just kind of go off it's going to be the highest rated show everyone's going to love it and uh it's going to go nowhere but up i can't believe it's four years i mean so many times it's like should we keep doing this should we keep doing this it's wow. like we looked the numbers and it was just we were in the mud and it was just but I mean that's why that's how every business starts. Nobody for a business they're million dollar customers, you know. It just it doesn't happen that way. We put our dues in. We've had so many phenomenal people on the show. I mean, it just keeps getting more credible. And you hear the people the names been on here, it's going to gravitate and bring more big names on here. And it's you know, it's just what brings them in. People love wrestling. It's a cult following, and you're going to get it. You're going to get the people to listen, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. And we stuck with it. We are four years later, almost to the day, and still pancakes and power slam. Still the best thing Tuesday's ever offered for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we are going to celebrate part one of our four-year anniversary show with none other than the bad man himself. Listen, he's a bad man giving bad men bad looks. Prince among thieves and crooks. One bad woman, bad cars, bad hoods, bad duels. Ladies and gentlemen, he is making his own rules. None other than WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, my friend. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, absolutely, man. So let's get to it, man. You got a really, really action-packed weekend. You know, a lot of people, uh, they have their own WrestleMania parties and their WrestleMania events, but you, you have something unique. You have something called uh, the Territory League. Now, many people know about your Knox Pro Wrestling, but for those who don't, for those who are living under a rock for some reason, let them know about Knox Pro. Well, uh, as we're, we're sitting here speaking, I just walked into the hotel. Uh, me and the stars of tomorrow from Knoxville Academy. Uh, pretty much uh, most of the students that will be debuting here at uh, the 1010 Collins in, in Arlington. We just drove in with the whole production, the whole nine, like 20, 26 some hours. And here we are. We're here to make a statement out here to, to mix it up with the world. Uh, people that are coming to watch WrestleMania. And we just want them to, uh, we want to give them an opportunity to be able to see a new concept of professional wrestling. Uh, we have a, what is called a territory league, and it's pretty much city teams versus city teams of all the divisions representing their cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So what's the bell time? So it, it's it's the first through the third, right? It's, it's a series that you're having for three days and then, uh, it's it's right by the stadium, right? Yes. Well, it's actually at the 1010 Collins, right across the street from the AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pretty much it starts from 12 to 4. And it's actually the, the April 1st and 2nd, which will be Friday and Saturday from 12 to 4. But on Sunday, we're having us a big Samoan Dynasty party. So that's nice. a VIP type of gig. Uh, I think that, uh, well, I want to say we're the best ticket in town to where you're able to come and pay $75, you get to eat and drink all the beer on all the food you want, plus you get to have a meet and greet with the Samoan Dynasty and the Knox Pro Academy uh, stars of tomorrow. And also the teams from the Territory League uh, that will be debuting, the team of Dallas Tycoons, uh, will be here also this weekend going up against Amarillo Outlaws mm-hmm. and also a team from Bay City Union, which is the team from San Francisco. So I encourage everybody to come check it out, um, uh, check out the Territory League. It's a unique concept. Um, again, it's a, a platform that's given for you and I know there's so many professional wrestling uh, kids and independent kids that are out there that will probably yeah. never get a chance to grace the big stage. And here in the Territory League, we're making our way across the country uh, to be able to give them that that opportunity not only to – represent their city, but also to be able to perform on a big stage. And um, the unique thing about the Territory League is uh, when you walk into the Territory League arena, you'll see a wrestling uh, ring, obviously, but then you'll see two cages on the on the side of the ring, uh, somewhat of like a, a hockey holding tank. And that'll mm-hmm. be like the – that's like the, the locker room for the boys uh, to be able to be up front and center with the fans. So – we don't really have a locker room in the back. That when when you come in there, you'll see them 
right there, dead smack in the middle, right by the fans and so forth, so they can hear everything that goes on in the professional wrestling. And, uh, of course, at the end of the night, the teams that wins the most uh, matches, of course, wins the tournament. Wow. So I encourage awesome. everybody to check it out. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. new twist of wrestling. You know, we've been, you know, me and my family, the Samoan Dynasty, uh, been a part of uh, the WWE for well over uh, f- five decades. And yeah. uh, we just, we just kind of, you know, I, I guess I want to say that I, I'm kind of the scout that's looking out for new talents to be able to bring out there for the fans. You know, since I, I have nothing but, you know, a lot of time and enjoying time and relaxing and to be able to train the new students of, uh, of professional wrestling and give them that true, true knowledge of what this industry is all about. Yeah. How long has Knox Pro been uh, in uh, in operation? Oh, Knox Pro out of Los Angeles has been in operation for well over seven years. Nice. And I'm very proud and happy to say that, you know, one of the top, if not the top, uh, heel uh, wrestler in WWE today, uh, Rusev, he yep. happens to be one of our graduates from Knox Pro. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's doing his thing, and we got a few more uh, other students that, you know, are actually getting ready to go into uh, to the WWE, but uh, that remains to be seen. I want to shock the world when they tell them where they're from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, you know, Rusev, I mean, you said it, you said it well. I mean, you know, he, he's got a big WrestleMania spot, you know, this, this coming Sunday. And, you know, just to, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, for him, for, for you to, to really uh, kind of groom him to be in the spot that he is now, I'm sure that says a lot, you know, just for you and your staff, uh, just because it's character development too, because, you know, I think that's, you, you talk about territory leagues and I think that's something that, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of these new age fans don't really understand the power of just the sum total of a professional wrestler. It's not just a stellar wrestling match. It's the character development that comes with it. And I think someone like Rusev encompasses all of that. Just good wrestling skills, but he has a very, very good character too. Was that some, the whole Bulgarian thing? Was it something that you helped groom before he went to the WWE? Well, yeah, we we all kind of worked out. I mean, he's a shoot uh, Bulgarian, mm-hmm. you know, so we just try to, well, what we do is we try to find the strong points of different kids that walk into the academy. And, you know, we try to work towards that and kind of mix it, mix it into the, into professional wrestling. Now, yeah. Um, from my experience, if you're not comfortable with the character, it's no way the character would work. And so we try to gear the kids store and, find out what, what is their strong points. Uh, like we have some that, you know, uh, come from gymnastics and so forth. And so we try to use or utilize their background and, and incorporate it into the wrestling. And this way, try to find some type of a character where, where they can utilize their, their strong and their strength to yeah. be able to have that character come alive. So, and, you know, the success of Rusev, I mean, number one, I mean, on a shoot level and on a, on the personal level, he's just a wonderful, uh, uh, humble, uh, hungry, uh, grateful, thankful type of guy. You know, what, what you see on TV when you meet this cat in person, it's just probably one of the nicest cats you'll ever meet. And he's, he's worked his tail off. Uh, everything that uh, he's gotten and, and continue to get, uh, he belongs where he's at. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, the kids uh, or the new students that will be coming walking through those doors, 
he'll be one of those uh, type of uh, OGs who where the kids are turned to for advice because yeah. he's kind of he, he's the full package all, all the way from locker room etiquette and how to carry yourself and just you know just stay out the mix and do your thing, do what you're there supposed to be doing and and just you know enjoy enjoy the life. Yeah, that's awesome. Before I, yeah. before you go, uh, two two other people that you were talking about, you're talking about Samoan dynasty, and of course we know two people who are going to be very pivotal parts of WrestleMania 32. That's a part of the Samoan dynasty. One being, uh, of course, The Rock, who's uh, supposed to be um, a, a big pivotal figure, a pivotal uh, person in WrestleMania 32. So I know you mm-hmm. have some really good uh, some some really good moments with The Rock, and of course, you know. We still know you did it for the Rock, so let's real quick let's relive uh, let's relive that 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 angle. It was so uh, if so interesting. So that was your 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 Batman Hill turn, and just relive yeah. that for a moment and just let us know just how you were feeling when they you know gave you the the, the nudge and, and and the go ahead to to be such an instrumental part of the WWE at that time. Well, I, I was reluctant at first. I mean, when Rikishi took off, mm-hmm. you know, it was probably one of the toughest. I want to say, if not, you know, winning the tag team straps with my cousin Samu as a head trigger is one of the top moments. But when Rikishi hit that 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 top spot, um, you know, it, it was a, it was the right timing for myself. Uh, pretty much unexpected for everybody. They didn't see this blonde uh, hair, four hundred fifty pound guy wearing a thong was going to get over so big and be in a household name till today. And, yeah. you know, when that came about, I mean, it was already a no-brainer for me. Uh, number one was that, you know, to be able to work with your family member is always a pleasure and always, you know, uh, it's always a fun part of the business to where part of your job to go out there and have fun and to be able to create magic with your family members. And But yeah. who better to work with, you know, I mean, probably it's not the most uh, – uh, entertaining guy in entertainment itself, you know, rock. And then, you know, this guy here, you, you can never go wrong working with this guy, whether you have a bad match or not. Anybody steps in the, in the ring with the rock, the rock, he's who he is, you know? And mm-hmm. at the time, you know, I was grateful and uh, thankful uh, to be able to work with guys like, uh, like the rock, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the undertaker, uh, Triple H and, you know, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, the list goes on uh, during the Attitude Era. You know, I was proud to be one of the top tens up in there at that time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So was the you Undertaker know, spot on sale, was that called before the match, or was that one of those in-the-moment things where let's all let's, – let's, let's give shock and awe to the crowd? That is still one of the most craziest spots in pro wrestling history – Please let us know just the petrifying thought that you had at that moment. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, me coming from my background with my uncle Zappa and Sika, uh, we were always taught you know, like the hard way. You know, what I mean about the hard way, everything's hard. Getting hit with the head, you know, with the chair is hard. Getting hit in the back of your head is hard until you learn how to work. And it always taught us to seek opportunity. Uh, whenever you're in a match, whatever that match may be, you need to see it coming and understand that opportunity that you need to take when it's the right time to take. 
And so when that Hell in a Cell came, number one, I was just happy to be a part of such, I mean, if you've seen the uh, the talent that was on that Hell in a Cell, we were at the top of the top at the time in the Attitude Era. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, Rikishi was very happy to be a part of that. Um, it was uh, something that, you know, I've watched the Hell in a Cell before, and, you know, my memory came to when, you know, I, I think people don't even remember who won the match when Mick Foley took that big bump off the top of the cage yeah. onto the announcer's table. And so, you know, it was one of those things there to where, you know, I thought we, we uh, in my mind, if, if I got a chance, number one, to be able to try to get up that damn cage, which I was, you know, thankful that I did, that I was going to take that this opportunity if it came about and and let's do it. So, you know, uh, you know, I was willing and ready uh, to be able to to get up there and 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 do 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 what we do. You know, for the fans that pay their hard earned money to come in there and to watch a, a pay per view like that, I wanted to be the one to take the bump and still still the show in that match. And you know, I'm just grateful and I'm thankful that you know nothing seriously happened to me. Uh, you know, everybody got to see the fall. Uh, the, the story was made. The fans were happy that there was a big bump, as always expected in hell in the cell. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad Rikishi took that time to take it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, it was the first and the only Armageddon six-man hell in the cell that there's ever been. And that's a very uh, unique wow. thing. And you... Uh, you know, you're a part. You're a part of that unique moment. It's never happened, you know, before, and never happened again. Well, it's one of those things that you know, it's just magic. You yeah. know, it's that type of magic that you'll always be remembered to be amongst the few that made that type of magic. And you know, hopefully, you know, with all the uh, all the talent that 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 they have around, not only in WWE, but I'm talking about all across the country and all the different academies that are being taught true knowledge of professional wrestling. Hey, there's a lot of sleepers out here and mm-hmm. I can't wait till these sleepers here are given that opportunity uh, to be able to perform. And this is the reason why I encourage everybody to come out and check out the territory. League. You're going to see talent that you've never seen, but I'm telling you, these cats here are well-deserving. They well deserve to be on yes. a big platform and to be able to be seen by the whole world on TV. So hopefully that, yes. you know, that, we're given that type of platform for them to be able to fulfill their dream. Yes, Territory Lee, ladies and gentlemen, Knox Pro Wrestling. Real quick, speaking of Hell in a Cell, who you got, Undertaker or Shane McMahon? I'd have to go with Undertaker. All right. You know, we got to give, give, give the respect to the big man, and no doubt I think there's going to be an entertaining match. You know, I mean, uh, Shane with his crazy bumps, who knows what type of bump he's going to take for WrestleMania. I mean, we're talking we're talking about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. And, and knowing Shane, uh, Shane's going to bring it. He's, he's going to bring something out. Yeah. And then lastly, Samoan Dynasty, your boy, Roman Reigns. So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm a Roman Reigns guy. I, I, I like Roman Reigns. I don't understand the trolling that comes with Roman Reigns, the the, the, the bullying that comes with it. I mean, the, the guy gives his all every single time he's in that ring. And, of course, there were some rough patches. And, of course, a lot of people don't like the fact that he was kind of pushed down our throats. Of course, you know, that's that's the criticism. 
But you know, it's one of those things. You know, you 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 hear so many you hear so many times that he can't wrestle. That is that is one of the most ridiculous statements that I've ever heard, because that guy goes in there and he gives his all every single time when he's in the ring. What is it what? about these fans that has so much disdain about Roman Reigns? Well, you know, all due respect to the to the fans. I mean, without the fans, there is no Roman Reigns. Without mm-hmm. the fans, there is no Samoan dynasty. There is no Triple H. There is none of us. So the fans' voices, they're, they're entitled to their opinion. And, again, let's, let's keep in mind that, you know, this, this, uh, this wave that, that, that's going through Roman Reigns at the time, he's not the first, nor will he be the last. Mm-hmm. It's always like that. You know, I mean, hey, the guy, he is who he is. I know for one thing, as far as the the rumors about him not being able to wrestle, well, I beg the difference because I know he comes from a bloodline, which is called Samoan Dynasty, on why he's strong. We all know how to wrestle, and I think and I know that we do it very well. And so I, I feel that in due time, you know, you, you're going to see Roman Reigns become Roman Empire in due time. Uh, I feel that. You know, I mean, it's kind of let's let's take back for instance John Cena back in the day. Mm-hmm. Let's take back The Rock back in the day, when people felt like they were just shoved down their throat and so forth. Eventually, you know, the people they they gained the people's respect, and the next year, you know, they were just loved by the whole world. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I got a little. I, I feel like, you know, to me, you always you don't want to go against the WWE universe. You never want to do that. To me, what works is to go with the flow. If mm-hmm. you hate me so much like that, had it been me, I would tell you, let's switch me heel right now. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let, let's give it to these people. I'll be the baddest freaking heel they will ever see. And mm-hmm. then due time, you would hate me so much when I do turn babyface. Well, guess me. what, my friend? Guess <laughs> yeah. what? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a very simple fix. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, at, at the time... You know, again, we we got to respect the we got to respect the opinions of everybody, and also, you know, those that buy the tickets to be able to come to professional wrestling, they have that right to voice their opinion, and it's with love and respect. Yeah, well, well said. Awesome, Rakishi. Appreciate you, man. Again, Territory League this weekend, April first and second. Mm-hmm. Knox Pro presents the Territory League. 1010 Collins right across from the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Be there. www.territoryleague.com. Where else can they go for details? And also they can go on flavors.com. Uh, you'll see it there. You can follow me at The Real Rikishi on all my uh, media, social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook. I'm always posting up uh, where you can get tickets. But uh, keep in mind, fans, you know, $75 to be able to, if you love to drink beer and you love to eat food, we here in Texas and also love wrestling, uh, I, I advise you guys take a stop uh, over. You can still stop by us from 12 to 4, and if you have plans for the evening, you can still make those plans as well. Indeed you can, absolutely. Sounds like a fun time, Rakesi. Appreciate you on the show. Man, it was a pleasure, and everybody be there, Knox Pro, Territory League, April 1st and 2nd. Okay, my brother. Blessings to you, and thank you for having me on. Thank you. Have a good night.
WrestleMania. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I had to bring it back. The old school <laughs> WrestleMania theme song. I know each and every one of you felt it. You felt the spirit of WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. And my Vince McMahon voice. Well, without further ado, we're going to spend the next hour speaking about Raw and speaking about WrestleMania with the roundtable for tonight. Part one, we're having another roundtable next week. Thanks, Rikishi, WWE Hall of Famer, for stepping into the show to celebrate the four-year anniversary with us. Once again, Knox Pro Wrestling Territory League. April 1st and 2nd, 1010 Collins, right across the street from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. So, we got a lot to talk about tonight. So, let's bring in the round table. First of all, the senior staff member of Crave Wrestling, without further ado, Ryan Fuqua. How are you tonight, sir? Boy, what's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Great WrestleMania season. Hoping to uh, get a crazy, fun WrestleMania. Absolutely. And then the baddest co-host on the planet, Derek. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, man. I had goosebumps listening to that old WrestleMania theme. I just want to hear Vince McMahon. Welcome, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Great way to start off the roundtable. Loved it. (laughs) Thank you, sir. And, of course... From whatculture.com, he's all he's in the videos with Adam, and and uh, he he's uh, just had a video recently with uh, Nick Eugene Dinsmore. None other than Adam Socheck. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good, man. It's Andrew Andrew Socheck. Uh, like, what did I'm, I say? Hey, man. You, I think you said Adam. Oh no no Andy, I meant to say. Oh goodness. <laughs> what You're good. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just I just mentioned Adam. Too, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just mentioned Adam. You don't have a, you don't have a, uh, an accent. Yeah, but uh, of uh, course, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, of course. Me and Andy go way back uh, a few years. We both were writers. Uh, we both were featured columnists for Bleacher Report. So we worked together for a few years, and uh, right, it was yeah. uh, very, very interesting stuff. And uh, we both uh, have. have Went to uh, Greener Pastures, him at What Culture, and me at Sports Illustrated. So uh, definitely uh, Blitz Report was a good uh, catapult to uh, successful careers for the both of us. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Is this like the Hogan Superdome Silverdome? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's, it's, It's the Silverdome. (laughs) <laughs> in New Orleans, the or- New Orleans Silverdome. But Andy, man, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come tonight, man. It's going to be a very fun discussion. Um, okay. For those, uh, it's 209 episodes. I'd imagine um, most of our listeners, or at least many of our listeners, have listened to the show before. You have been a part of the roundtable before, and you've also you've always had some some great uh, insight and, and input. You were a part of the infamous. Uh, post streak ending roundtable. Uh, actually, all of everybody, all, everybody on this roundtable was a part of the infamous post streak ending roundtable at WrestleMania 30. So, uh, wow! Can you can y'all believe that was two years ago? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Ago. 
Yeah. yeah. That was indeed. It was incredible. So let's get to Raw. So Brooklyn, New York. Uh, speaking of Brooklyn, New York, I am having JTG on the show. He's coming back for a second time on the 19th. Um, he just came out with his book uh, today, part two of his uh, book series. Uh, why did I write this book? And, you know, there's an expert in front of that. Uh, so this time is uh, why did I write this book, too? And um, I, I'm about, I think it's like 80-something pages. I'm about close to 60 now. And, I, and um, yeah, he gave me an advanced copy a couple of days ago. So <laughs> I'm almost about 60 pages in. And as I'm reading, I'm taking notes because I know that I'm going to talk about uh, a bunch of uh, <laughs> some quotes that he said. Because the thing is, if you haven't read JT's book, JTG's books yet, he indirectly mentions people. Um, and I want to make it keep it indirect, but kind of push the envelope just a little bit more of who he's actually talking about. So that's my that's my goal when it comes to. Uh, the 19th. So, if you ever read JT's book, JTG's book, yeah, read the first one, uh, and then read the second one, um, and then we'll talk about the the book on the 19th. Uh, Ken Anderson is coming the week before on the 12th, uh, and then next week, of course, we're having uh, the roundtable discussion with even more people included in the roundtable. We're, we're, we're going to have a very uh, prolific. Roundtable, eclectic roundtable for next week. But uh, this week, I think it was very, very important to also have a roundtable leading into WrestleMania and talking about the go home show overall. So, speaking of that, you, you start off with an Undertaker in ring promo. And, uh, you know, here's the thing Shaman Man comes out, looks in phenomenal shape, by the way. The, the, the Muay Thai is really uh, chiseling him up. And so so they go back and forth. Taker kind of goes ABA, Taker, circa 2008 talks. He kind of gets in a I'm going to make you famous type of mode. And all of a sudden, you know, his rest in peace, dead man kind of goes, <laughs> kind of steps away for a second and goes into the ABA mode. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the dialogue between the two was, Interesting, uh, I suppose, but it led to just a sparring session between the two, and then the infamous, you know, one of two major Shane McMahon spots, the elbow drop onto the table. He took it, and he did it like a champ, and uh, Taker took it very well. And I'll share my thoughts after you all, but, you know, I will share this. I, I, I don't think this should have been the beginning of the show. I think everything, because it seems like this is going to be the main event. It, it, you know, it's still a toss-up, but this being at the beginning of the show just really set the bar for the show because it was so good. But it, it wasn't, it was like the climax was in the beginning and everything else was just fell down. It kind of sloped, so... Let's start with uh, let's start with Ryan tonight. So that first spot of Raw, what are your thoughts on that? Um, insane. I felt like it was two thousand one again. Uh, another Shane McMahon high spot for sure. Um, but no, my biggest takeaway is how did they live up to that at Mania? Mm-hmm. You know, I would have maybe save the spot like that for Mania. I get why they did it, 
to get us going and hyped up. But once again, like how do you how do you do more than that at Mania, especially inside of the cell without the um, falling through the top of the cell or over the cell? I don't think Shane McMahon has taken any foley bumps. Um, he did some wild stuff, but I. I just can't see in this day and age WWE them letting that happen. And um, especially if they have to, you know, load up the, the uh, ring to pad it for him. You know, you got a whole show. Like you said, it might be the main event. So you have a whole WrestleMania show where they wouldn't be able to work a certain area of the ring. So that's my biggest thing is how they live up to that spot at Mania. Andy, was the spot necessary? You know, I, I think it was. Um, the the storyline between Undertaker and Shane is a bit of a mess, so you kind of have to overlook that and kind of look at the high spot, you know, think back to the crazy things uh, Shane did. So, I mean, I think that was part of the intrigue, whether Shane could still do it, and they kind of gave that away. But uh, I'm also with you in that they should have ended the show with that because I think, the, I think Raw kind of ended on a downer, so... Uh, I think it would have been, yeah, best to really end on a high note. Yeah, indeed. Derek, what what's left? Did this draw any type of intrigue for you to want to watch the match? And but 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 more importantly, did it add any type of sense or logic to the storyline? Uh, it did. I would see that. I mean, I'm glad they did it when they did it because I mean, it kind of made the casual fan stay with Monday Night Raw, even though the rest of the was it wasn't horrible, but it didn't love to begin. But again, it, it, it's WrestleMania season, so they want to keep you sitting on your couch watching it. And uh, it was fun to see. And I marked out when Shane was climbing the. I knew he was going to do that. I just knew something big, so I was happy to see it. I'm excited about the match. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel after the match or what goes down. But for the, the mark in me, it's just I thought it was amazing. I loved it. Shane's going to do phenomenal. It's going to be a great match. Really looking forward to it, and that just kind of set the tone. Yeah. Who are we rooting uh, for? Yeah, that's a good question. We'll get to predictions. <laughs> so. uh, I'm still not uh, so, sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I, I do this every time I have a roundtable discussion, and this time is going to be no difference. I'm going to have some competitive WrestleMania trivia. So, with that being said, welcome back, Andy. And with that, the Ultimate Warrior lost the WWE Intercontinental title at WrestleMania to WrestleMania 5. To whom? Uh, at WrestleMania 5, did you say? Yes. Uh, uh, I believe that was Rick Rude. Oh, it was Rick Rude. Great job, point for Andy. (laughs) All right. So next we have in uh, Brooklyn, we have Zack Ryder defeating Chris Jericho. Uh, Okay. So somehow they're they're losing to other people is this. Okay. So first of all, let's even go. Let's even backtrack a little more. I, I don't know if people really are considering what the overarching purpose of this match is this this match is because out of every possible thing that they could have came up with with AJ Styles and Chris Jericho 
they chose after the three match series, they chose to have another match because Chris Jericho is upset that AJ Styles gets chance. I mean, just really think about that. Just I'm going to wrestle you at WrestleMania because you get chance and I don't. What a horrible way to come up with an idea of such two amazing talents to fight for a fourth time. I'm going to, at the grandest stage of them all, because you get more chance than I am, but than I do, I'm going to challenge you at Actually, Jericho, it, and it got even more convoluted. I get, I'm upset with you because you get more chance than I do, so I'm going to beat you up, and that's going to make you want to fight me again, but I've only won one match out of three, but no, I don't want to fight you again because you don't deserve me, but I've lost twice against you. So this is, this is everything that's thrown into this feud right now, and somehow we're supposed to make any sense out of it. But another thing that we can't make sense out of is the fact that AJ Styles lost to Kevin Owens, who's the Intercontinental Champion from Distraction, but Jericho had to lose to Zack Ryder. Now, I understand Zack Ryder get, getting him some type of you know push, giving him some type of, you know, uh, his character, some type of strength, because he did just kind of get thrown into that intercontinental title match. But Andy, why Zack Ryder losing against Jericho? Why was it necessary for Ryder to defeat Jericho by pin leading into WrestleMania? That is a great question. I, I have no idea what they're doing unless because they're not really going to give Zack Ryder a rub. So there's no exactly you know there's nobody actually thinks he's going to win the belt at Mania. Uh, I, I, just to make Jericho look as foolish as possible, I guess, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, that's it. Doesn't take much to do that because he's lost to Fandango. He's lost to yeah. a lot of other worse, you know, much worse talent. You know, no disrespect to Fandango. He's you know, but he's not better. Not be. He's, yeah, he's, he's that's the, that's Derek's boy for some odd reason. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, you know. I, you know, I have to agree with uh, with what you're saying. You know, it's it, he's not going to get the rub at at WrestleMania, so it's just another Jericho pointless loss. I mean, you know, put that in the column with uh, you know Jack Swagger and Fandango, and no disrespect. I mean, I like I like Max Max Idell tremendously. He was a guest on the show, and he's junior tag team champion for IWGP now. But you know. At that time, Evan Bourne beating Chris Jericho didn't really put Evan Bourne over because he's not with the WWE no more. So it didn't really do much. By these these Jericho wins doesn't really put them over because he keeps losing. I mean, you know, Ryan and I we we've talked about that much times, many many times. So Ryan, what did this do to help Zack Ryder? Um, not much because it was had nothing. Like this, the story of the match and the outcome was not about him. It was clearly about Styles and Jericho. Um, and you, well, as you know too, also I'm a big main event guy. So Ryder's been on a bit of a winning streak on main event. I'm probably like the only guy who watches main event, but nevertheless, <laughs> as I said, that's it, it. Ryder was just the third party source in the storyline and just, I don't know, it's just a throwaway thing and as you said, Jericho's not too proud and I'm sure he 
had no problems doing the job for Ryder. So in the long run, he was just the piece of the story. That, that's that's just about it. Isn't he always the the, the piece of the story? The the, the shorter absolutely. Piece of the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Jericho's career. So speaking of that. Who was the special referee in the Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund I Quit match in WrestleMania 11? Ryan? Oh, I just watched this the other day. Uh, Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. Indeed it is. Great job, Ryan. So you know who's next. So let's go on to... Oh, man. <laughs> let's, let's go on to Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Now, this is what I don't understand by with Charlotte and Becky Lynch. So, Sasha actually won. Sasha actually beat uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, no, excuse me. Beat uh, Charlotte last. It was a SmackDown. Um, but for some reason, Becky doesn't get the win, though. So, is this, uh, Derek, is this a way to kind of tell us that Becky actually may be more of an underdog and may pull it off uh, on at, at WrestleMania? Or is it just one of those things that, Becky has been a really good workhorse, and she's earned her spot at WrestleMania, and that's it. She's earned her spot at WrestleMania, and that's it. I'll see Charlotte losing the title. Uh, Becky Lynch, I mean, she's good at carrying the the weight as far as, you know, just being the workhorse, like you just said, but I just don't really see Charlotte losing it. I mean, she's got a lot of heat and a lot of gumph behind her, so there's really no purpose to putting it on anybody else. And if they do, they're going to lose it back to Charlotte on Monday Night Raw. So I, I totally believe Charlotte's going to continue uh, being the champion, and I think she's doing all right with it for a diva. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad as a hill. So, Derek, what WrestleMania was the first of the Undertaker versus Kane series? WrestleMania 14. Mm. Good job. Yes. Fourteen it is. Indeed it is. Great job. So of uh speaking of WrestleMania fourteen, this has nothing to do with it. But the big show and Kane uh defeating Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas by disqualification. Uh, uh so the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh gets a pre show spot again. And it looks like this is the this is the thing. I mean, it's probably going to retain a pre-show spot. I honestly think it should be on the card. I, I, I think it's something that's, you know, monumental enough to be on the card. Um, I'm really happy that they announced the 10 Diva. We'll get to the 10 Divas match, 10, 10 Diva tag match. I'm really happy that they announced the Raw. That's going to be a part of the pre-show, too. I'm just, I was really happy when they said that. Like, there's no way that you'll have the Usos and the Dudleys be on the pre-show, but not some thrown-together Divas match. So, Andy, Big Show and Kane. Somehow, Big Show and Kane stood tall, but last week, Kane choke-slammed the Big Show. So, did they, it only took them a week to make amends. Uh, you know, it, it appears to be that way. I found the more even insulting thing was Curtis Axel wishing his dead dad a happy birthday, and then he got beat up like a minute later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Very, very much so. And the very fact that they still and they still <laughs> acknowledge Mr. Perfect being Curtis Axel's dad, but somehow his last name is Axel. <laughs> And he went, and he. Well, but but it gets worse. He got. He act, he's actually adopted because you know he was born in McGillicuddy. So, um, you know, and, and somehow he got adopted, and you know, got adopted in his late in his mid thirties, and you know, he got adopted in the Axel family, whoever is a part of the Axel family. So, but you know, he gives uh, he gives credence to his dad, you know, Kurt Hennig, and uh, you know, maybe maybe that's going to. I mean, we'll get to predictions, but, you know, it really doesn't mean much to, to push the Andre the Giant Battle Royal as if it's a prominent spot. And it's really not. I mean, it's it's a, it's a yearly thing now, so you, you really don't have to spend a minute on that to, to push it because it's on a pre-show and it's a yearly spot. Ryan, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in-ring promo interrupted by Roman Reigns and then the two fight and then um, – the authority uh, retreats. So, too much physicality leading into WrestleMania. Uh, absolutely. Um, this was one of three physical segments, I believe, on one show, um, and they both have broken each other's faces numerous times. Yeah. I've I've noticed it's all about their faces, and uh, yeah, it, it's. It definitely has been too much physicality, whereas you got, like, Ryback and Kalisto. I don't know if they've even touched each other leading up to that match. Um, But it just shows that what else are you going to do when they don't let Roman Reigns speak as much? I guess that's why there's been so much physicality. So, and that's a little scary if you want that to be your top guy. Um, And we can sit here and maybe talk about, you know, I don't know if you're all the way on board yet with him turning heel, but I I, I think it, I don't know how you do it at this point, but I, it would be nice and, and to put him with somebody who can speak. I, I, I guess Heyman's the only guy out there right now for him. Um, I don't know if Heyman's getting bored with Brock or if Brock goes away after Mania, that'd give him, give uh, Heyman something to do, but I'd totally be on board for a hill turn, and I don't know about you, but yeah, I think the physicality has just been because they're not letting Reigns talk. Yeah, which is a good thing that they're not letting him talk, finally, but I think it's probably too little too late. So Rikishi was on the show, and he even said they should have turned him hill. Andy, do you agree? Uh, I think the time, yeah, it's I think it's well past time. There's just so many good opponents Roman could face as a heel. He'd have uh, Dean Ambrose coming up. He could, you know, Seth Rollins could be faced. Uh, potentially the Rock down Cesaro. the line. Just, yeah, absolutely. There's Cena uh, when he's healthy, but I just don't see much what he could do uh, continuing as a face. It's just, it's just not working. Derek, are you? Is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah. I, want him to turn heel. I mean, I think that would be a lot better, easier care. I think that there is a lot of physicality going into WrestleMania. However, I mean, they're they're just trying so hard to pump up Romance. They want so many people to love him. But maybe they want to build him up, and then he turns heel and dupes everybody. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the heel turn would be the best thing, because I just think he's born. Yeah. How? I just don't know how at this point. 
How, how to Band. turn them? Yeah. Oh, man. I think, rock? I think, how, how, yeah, have them win the title at Mania. Have them celebrate with The Rock and just, see, here's the thing. And I, I don't want to try to, I don't want to spoil my predictions, but I'm just giving a suggestion. If if Roman Reigns wins the title, if they make this the main event, I think that they can shock the world and do something really good and have a spike. I mean, they always have a spike in, in the Mania after all, but even a bigger spike potentially because you have that cliffhanger like you had with Seth Rollins. I wasn't a big fan of Seth Rollins winning the title at Mania because they didn't build him right. Not because of Seth Rollins, because of his build. and But it still left somewhat of a cliffhanger leading into Raw. Now, if Roman Reigns wins the title, Rock comes out and somehow helps him or something like that, you know, because first of all, you can tie in the Rock and Triple H feud that was supposed to be brewing for last year. If if y'all remember something that really made me highly upset, you have such a hard-fought match between Sting and Triple H, and he comes out a few segments later in suit you know, to talk in the ring for Rock and uh, Ronda Rousey. I was so upset about that. But at least you can tie in the feud. I know I know that uh, Rock is under an insurance thing that he can't get physical. But I think what they, they could do is they can have somehow the Rock, you know, tie that in still from last year. You know, maybe a Rock bottom somehow. Roman Reigns wins. So he can get some he can get some pops because of a rock win. They celebrate, the pyro comes off, the confetti, and all of a sudden hard camera shot, boom, spear. And to to the rock. He gets booed like crazy. He walks out, mania goes off, and then everybody's on Twitter. So that's that's to me ideally what could happen to really make him just a monster, monster heel? Ryan, I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, I think rock is the only way you can do it because uh, I don't see a double turn happening because Triple H's promos the last few weeks have been so, like, anti anybody who lives in an apartment. So there's that. And then... <laughs> He can't. It's not like he can side with the authority or anything like that. We don't know the Shane McMahon and Undertaker outcome in that stipulation. So I think Rock is the only way, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Andy, what are your thoughts on that uh, idea? Uh, yes, I am definitely on board for that. Anything that uh, keeps Roman away from, say, like joining the authority, I just I have no desire to see that. Yeah, I agree. Derek, he'll turn. Yeah. Rania, what's up? Yeah, I mean, you could also kind of throw it to where, you know, Roman Reigns is like, people booed me and this and that, tried to be your hero. And, you know, it was a Bret thing. And now, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. This is what you want. This is what you're going to get. And he just totally becomes one of the biggest heels of all time. So I can see, see that. The thing is with that, but though, like, I, I see... That's I too see easy. That. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's too easy. And then we just don't need we just don't need him on the mic. Just just don't put him on the mic. Even, even if he doesn't have a mouthpiece, even if it's not with Heyman, which I don't necessarily like that thing, you know, uh, uh, Reigns-Heyman tandem, I, I'm, I'm not too big on that. He, if he did that against The Rock, he can come out the next day and not say much. He can come out, just be a no-nonsense... 
heel, starts spearing people like crazy, and just making a statement by his physical, you know, speaking. You know, he's speaking from from his actions, and I think that he draw a bunch of heat there. So here, speaking of heat, this is this is going to be a big question under fire. Okay, so here's here's to you, Ryan. I hope I hope you get this one here. This pay per view did not feature one regular singles match. This <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh boy, you you, you had to go there. It's <laughs> got to be the worst WrestleMania. I don't care what anybody says. WrestleMania 16, <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. It was the worst. I don't care. You can say 11. You can say 13. I don't care. It was the worst. You are correct. Nothing good about that except for the triple threat for the Intercontinental and, Championship. Yeah, yeah. and then and the uh, triangle ladder match at the time. That that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe, that was the first time a heel won in the main event. If I'm Triple correct, H. I think. Yeah, yeah that, and that made it worse anyway. So yeah, yeah. no way. Well, technically, nobody can defend that pay per view. Technically, Yoko beat Brett in '93. And then yeah. Hogan, you know Hogan. Then came Hogan out had and, to suck yeah. the oxygen out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brother, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry he did like. I'm sorry in his mind he did about 115 million leg drops. So, uh, so yeah. speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of leg drops, we had a little uh, leg hip action by the coach, which was uh, very interesting. Kofi Kingston defeating Alberto Del Rio. So Ryan, since we're since we're uh, talking, so does this? I think the only win was Sheamus beating Kofi on SmackDown. I think it was like last week. But the New Day has been on these series of beating the League of Nations, and for somehow mm-hmm. they, they they quickly slid out, very subtly slid out the fact that it's not going to be for a title anymore. So does this all but confirm that the that the League of Nations is going over? Um, I don't I don't think so because I think they didn't want to have the League of Nations use the free bird rule. I think they wanted to keep that sacred for the New Day. Maybe that's I I just can't see them turning New Day face for this just to have them lose. Like, it, it wouldn't make any sense. I mean, I, I that's the only reason I can think is they just – because if League of Nations wins, it would have to be the free bird rule for them. And yeah. That's I, I guess that's the only way. So that, that But you are right. I don't understand why all of a sudden it was, oh, no, no, it's not a title match. We, we were just joking. It's right. Just, just exactly. a fight. Just a fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derek Derek, even to the point of deleting the tweet that that they announced of it being a title match. So what was the point of just taking it out all of a sudden? Uh, you know, New Day, they're not going to lose a title anytime soon. And the League of Nations, I mean, especially with the inklings that Barrett's going to be leaving soon, I just think it's the faction that they're not going to stand the test of time. They're not going to be much of anything so it's you know keep the keep it on the new day new day's got a good thing going so why they announced it tweeted it and let it go i mean that's you know triple h and vince mcmahon are probably the only two people that know that and if they go back on their words a lot so 
it was silly. It was dumb. But, I mean, New Day's got this locked down. Mm. Andy, do you see um, any type of this change in the, you know, outcome because of this uh, revocation of the uh, title stipulation? Uh, I, I don't think so either. I just, uh, League of Nations is just so dead as an act. I can't see them, like, keeping these guys around that much longer. Uh, and just, yeah, like uh, you guys noted, New Day's uh, baby face team, I think they're going to want to give them a lot of uh, momentum. I'm sure they'll have a fun entrance and probably just uh, keep them celebrating at the end of their match. Will they come out of the helicopter? <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing some sort of unicorn ride, but I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> well, that was Big E's. Uh, Big E's, uh, you know, he he wanted to come out of hel- helicopter. So uh, maybe last I, year. Yeah. Open space here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. It's domed now. So well, does I, I, that it's retractable. retractable roof. Yeah, it's retractable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, but you know, I'm sure that they won't. Uh, you know, that I'm sure it's a very loud sound for the dome to come up. So they'll probably keep yeah. it closed um, because just the, the, the West coast and the, you know, uh, Pacific coast WrestleManias, I just do not like just last year in California was horrible to me because you had, I mean, it just obliterated Sting's entrance and Bray Wyatt's entrance. It got a little bit darker when Taker came out, but it still wasn't dark enough. Uh, and the, just the lighting compared with just the natural light from the sun, uh, it was just really awkward. It just really, it really made Sting's appearance really weird. So, Andy, what WrestleMania did WrestleMania did, did Rey Mysterio win his first World Heavyweight Championship? Uh, okay, I can picture that in my mind. I know I thought. Uh, I want to say WrestleMania uh, twenty. Two? Indeed. WrestleMania 22. Great job. So since since we're over in your corner, Andy, Kalisto defeating Connor. Speaking of main event, wasn't that a main event match, Ryan, uh, not too long ago? Or was it Superstars? Uh, Where Kalisto Uh, and Connor... Yeah, it was one of the two, like within the last week or so. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was like last week or something like that. Yeah. So Kalisto defeating Connor from see, the Ascension is probably the worst call ups um from NXT. Uh, a breeze is uh is 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 really um struggling not to be last, but just the Ascension. As good as they were in NXT and such a dominant tag to me in NXT I would have much rather seen them go back to NXT and feud with Enzo and Cass. To me, building the Ascension up the last month and getting that win and putting Enzo and Cass over in, in a big high-profile match at, at Dallas, uh, that would have been be- better for them because if they're going to call them up, it, does, it just doesn't make sense for me to – it just doesn't make sense to me for, one, them losing at uh, Roadblock after losing at London, and then two, not even being a part of Dallas. So how does that how does that make sense in the in the bigger picture, Andy? Uh, for the ascension to to not put over Enzo and Cass. 
Yeah, for Enzo and Cass to to not to to lose those two matches, Roblox and London, and not be a part of uh, Dallas, and he, and potentially right. being called up, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I agree with you. Those guys uh, definitely deserve it. They they get over wherever they go. So, um, I hope they don't meet the same fate as uh, Tyler and the Ascension and uh, Bo Dallas, but. Um, I don't know. Could be tricky. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So, so Kalisto with this United States Championship, Derek, uh, has it elevated or has it, you know, when we speak of elevating this championship, it gets really tough because Cena did such a phenomenal job. I, you know, I've been just anti-Cena for, you know, and I, I've made this very very vocal when when Jericho put him over in 2002 is the, the first day I started liking John Cena. So because I was such a you know, still am, but at that time you know really a, a big Jericho fan, uh, and he, he wasn't known you know as much as being notorious for putting people over. So it was relatively fresh. And then you know just John Cena just being polarizing never was a big. Cena guy, but I tell you what, John Cena did a fantastic job in elevating that United States Championship to even being just about equal to the WWE Championship because both titles were being defended, uh, you know, during the uh, feud with him and Rollins. So it's really tough to uh, to really meet that standard. But Derek is Kalisto. Coming in even minutely close to it. No, not at all. And Kalisto, nothing against him. He's a great performer, but he just doesn't have that it factor that obviously John Cena has. Maybe they're, you know, Ryback will come in, take the ship, and do something with it. I don't really see Ryback doing much of anything because they've tried it so many times. You put the U.S. belt on him, it's not really going to make a hill of beans. You know what happens afterwards, but I mean Kalisto. You know, I think Alberto was a better U.S. champion than Kalisto. He's just Kalisto. Nothing against masked wrestlers. I mean Lucha Libres are phenomenal, but in WWE, just don't they don't have. I don't know. They hide too much. They they don't talk. You just don't hear anything. Rey Mysterio is an exception, and that's about it. So Kalisto's nothing for the title. Right back my try to do something with the title, but again, Ryback's Ryback, and they give them some chances if it's still kind of lackluster. Yeah. Who were the representatives in the hair versus hair match between Vince McMahon and Donald Trump? Uh, Lashley and Big Show. No. No. It was as... William Regal would say Humanga. Uh, oh. <laughs> yes. Humaga. Yeah. The big show. Somehow he was on your mind. So next we have uh, Paul. <laughs> Whatever. It was a stupid question. <laughs> he was in a hair, course, hair match, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, who? The big show? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, against Kurt Hulk Angle. And then one where he yeah. had his own hair, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it was uh right. it was Kurt Angle, yeah. That was the uh, Kurt Angle match. Um 
And then Angle or and no. Edge was in one too. That's the when he started wearing the headgear. Angle started so wearing wait. The well, he wasn't in one with Punk. He just demasked him after Punk had his cut his hair. Because wasn't it? Was it Punk and Mysterio? Was it Mysterio? Yeah. Hair? Yeah, that was that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Gotcha. No, no, no. It was. I think it was that. Uh, the one after Wrestle because I know that they had their series at WrestleMania, and I think it was at Judgment Day or whatever the May pay per view was after that. Um, I don't think it was mm-hmm. Extreme Rules. It may have been, but I, I'll I'll look it up and see when it was. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, you're right because the Straight Edge Society started a feud big show at that time, um, uh, and, and that's that's when the feud was. So Heyman and Lesnar. Um, so you've had all this, speaking of physicality, you've had these weeks of physicality, Andy, and for some reason Ambrose comes out, he brings out his uh, kitty red wagon, fills it up with uh, with very properly placed weapons. Somehow it just all fell into one. I don't know if it was just the wind that just kind of fell it. It just made it fall just, just perfectly in place. And he grabs those, and somehow he feels he, he looks at the chainsaw. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and you know saw his arm off with this." Kudos to Brock Lesnar's mannerisms uh, during this uh, moment. He definitely had very he had about two or three meme like faces um, during this. But this this did this help anything? No, this hurt it. Uh, it's so sad to see uh, Brock Lesnar in this feud for me. Uh, like last year, he was so, you know, Suplex City and all that. It was so great seeing him in Mania. And I am just not buying this with Dean. And like you said, that was a, a silly toy he came out with. Uh, I don't I don't know why Dean either, he thinks it's a good idea or he just doesn't say like, no, that's stupid. I, my character would never do that. But it's just, uh, it's, uh, the match should be fine, but I'm just... Not excited about it. Yeah. Uh, it was Over the Limit 2010. Um, oh. uh, Remember, oh, yeah. versus uh, CM Punk, hair versus hair match. So, yeah, it was in May, um, Over the Limit at that time. So, uh, Ryan, are you are you sold? And on the uh, – I agree with Andy. Uh, I, I just – this is such a uh, to me. This is a big step down for Lesnar. I, I really think it is. I, I wasn't sold on Lesnar Bray, um, just because I think you know, like I thought, like I said before, I, I still I, I'm a traditionalist, so I believe in the art of the babyface and the heel. And uh, if you're going to put heat on Lesnar, put heat on Lesnar. Um, but you know, does this what does this do? I mean, what what is the payoff to this? Um. I, it would be huge if Ambrose won because Brock hasn't been pinned in a couple of years now. Um, but I don't see Dean Ambrose pinning Brock Lesnar unless there's some freaky halftime heat like ending with the forklift. Like I don't, um, I don't know. I just part of me. Spoiler alert, part of me wants to pick Dean, but I'm like, there's no freaking way. Like, but I, I'm so confused on this match. It's just another one I'm confused on. So, yeah, that's this is confusion mania for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think you're the only one. Speaking of confusion mania, uh, Emma defeated Paige, and um, we've got uh, the mystery. I mean, they, they really build this as a mystery fifth person for Team Total Divas. And somehow it, Eva Marie comes out, and it was to probably one of the most lackluster, awkward crowd reactions in raw history. Because we're getting we're getting excited about who's this fifth person. Is it gonna be you know, is it Jackie? You know, is it Sable? Is it you know, Wendy Richter? Leilani Kai? No, it's none of them. It's it's Eva Marie from, from NXT. And from Total Divas, and it was just weird. She she does the whole point, you know. The, Ryan Ryan and I have an inside thing as far as the uh, <laughs> as far as the, the debut. It's it's like it's like when someone debuts, yeah. So especially when someone returns, they have the I'm going to talk to the wrestler as if they're not going to know I want to say, but I'm still on the ramp. I'm going to point to you. Do the whole run in, do the run to them, the duck, you know, duck, duck the punch, and you know, start their series of punches, and the heel just kind of slides out, and somehow the, fa- the baby face reaches over the ropes as they slide under the ropes, which, which makes no sense. But that's that's usually how it starts. Emory kind of did the whole talk and point thing, but just people were so just disengaged that. People just didn't care. And she had so much heat as a heel. And it made it even more confusing for her to be on this team because she gets so much heat on NXT. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. What are you talking about, Ryan, as far as the sense that this well, makes? here's the thing. It made sense from the team name standpoint, Total Divas, yada, yada. But this is what happens when you book for Total Divas. And yeah. not everybody watches Total Divas. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll raise my hand in shame. I still watch it. But um, and the same can be said, like how they say not everybody watches NXT, so they don't know what's going on. There's people that seen Eva Marie come out, and they're like, what in the world is this? And they just yeah. immediately boo. And rightfully so, because she's probably the biggest heel they have right now. <laughs> um, but I will say... The uh, team Total Divas or whatnot, they did a darn good job of selling it. Like, hey, why are you here? What is this? So I give them credit for that. But it's still booking for another TV show that's not even one that you, I don't know, you don't fully produce. I'm sure the E! Network has a lot of say, too. But that's why you don't book for Total Divas, bottom line. Yeah. But, Andy, here's the thing. There's reports, there's recent reports that say that uh, they weren't expecting that from Eva. They were expecting a positive reaction from a Brooklyn crowd because they're smart. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I can't even imagine that. Like, I mean, Triple H must at least watch NXTs, but uh, Vince McMahon, man, it's just unbelievable if he actually thought that was going to work. Yeah, that was insane to even think. I mean, it just goes to show how much Vince just. I mean, there's been reports on it. It just rings true. I mean, Vince just really doesn't really care in that product. It just really. It just shows that he doesn't have much interest in NXT. Um, sadly, 
Derek, Sami Zayn, Ziggler, and Sin Cara defeating Kevin Owens, Stardust, and Miz because Stardust and Miz walk out. Does this, uh, you know, you know, it it kind of throws in the all for one type thing. Um, you know, does does this do anything to cause to to increase your excitement for the Intercontinental Title match? <laughs> no, <laughs> it didn't do anything. And you see, Miz uh, uh, Miz walks off. Stardust. I mean, these guys are irrelevant anymore. It, it did nothing. It makes no sense. I could. I'm surprised that the Intercontinental match isn't going to be in the pre-show, which I'm sure they might even move that to the pre-show. But no, it did nothing. I mean, Dolph, uh, D- Sammy. I like Sammy, but they just need to put a little more behind him. I mean, he's, I mean, he's still there. He's still new and fresh. But as far as this leading up to WrestleMania, I mean, it did nothing. It was just filler. It was a waste of time. Ryan, who won the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 26? Mm. Mm. 26. That was in Arizona. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The mid. <laughs> ah, Jack Swagger. Oh, boy. I only said yeah, Miz because he was in the main event of 27, so I would have thought he cast him. Right? No, he cast yeah. in at Raw. He cast in the Raw before he cast him before, you know, the lead up, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were two, I think that was the same year that there were two Money in the Banks. Well, three, I think there were three Money in the Bank matches. Oh, yeah, because they started the pay-per-view later, and that's probably when he won it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that Miz won year. it, and then uh, yeah. Miz and Kane won that year. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the Kane, I think Kane won the SmackDown. That was the one. That was the time he cashed it in the same time. Um, and then Miz won the other, or it might have been Ziggler that won uh, that year. I, I have to find that out. Uh, that was what two thousand and uh, Ziggler eight? had to be later because did he cash in the day after like twenty eight or? Maybe yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I don't think but he kept it. Late, but, but he kept it for like nine months. I mean, him and Edge are the ones yeah, yeah. that kept it for you know that long. Rollins kept it for a while too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So real quick, let's get to uh, the final uh, triple Edge and Stephanie Man. They come back out and uh, Roman Reigns and they fight each other again. <laughs> and then the locker room comes out to break the fight up. Andy, so again, I, I asked Ryan this question. Let me ask you this: uh-huh. Is it too much physicality in this leading up to this feud? Uh, almost any other year, I would say yes. Like you know, back in the day, Rock and Austin, I wanted them kept apart. But I, I yeah, I just don't see how else uh, you book Roman versus Triple H. Except the only great or good promo I've ever seen from Roman uh, was the one. Uh, after the Royal Rumble getting set up for WrestleMania, and it was like a sit-down interview uh, in, with Paul Heyman. So I just yeah. don't know how you work around mm. him uh, without getting physical, but I could go either way. Who retained the Unified Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania 26, Andy? Oh, wow. Unified Tag Team Championship. <sighs> I'm, tr- I'm struggling to even think of a tag team from that time. Um, I'm just going to go 
This is way off. I'm going to go crime time. Crime time never won. Was <laughs> I it? I, was I it? think it. Go ahead, Ryan. Show and Miz? Was it? Big you show said and Show and Miz? Yeah. Show oh. and Miz is indeed the correct answer. Awesome. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Great job. Fantastic. Embarrassing. Um, oh, no, no, no. It, it I, don't, I don't. I seriously don't know how I remember that one. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it Show Miz. So. Um, so, uh, yeah, 2008, um, yeah, Money in the Bank, I'm trying to, still trying to find some information about, uh, yeah, 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 so, so Swagger, uh, and then Miz, uh, won the Raw, and then Kane won the, uh, SmackDown, so yeah, it was Kane, so. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get to real quick. Let's get to the flavor of the week and then the predictions. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right. So WrestleMania 25, real quick. We're going to uh, go title changes 25 to 31, and then each of you are going to let let us know uh, the most poignant or the most memorable for your uh, thoughts to tag team title change. So Mysterio beats uh, JBL uh, at 25 uh, in like 20 seconds to win the uh, Intercontinental Championship. And also John Cena defeated Edge uh, to win his umpteenth uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I mean, that, that, that Cena and Edge match was uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, it was actually pretty... Uh, you know, I mean, Cena Cena's known for putting on some good matches. I will I will give him that that. So uh twenty six you have the you have uh Batista losing to, to Cena, another Cena win. And then of course we uh the question I just said, Chomez uh winning the unified tag team titles from John Morrison and R Truth. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah, actually, they retained him. Sorry, they retained him from John Morrison and Art Truth. Yeah, and so 27, uh, you have 27. The title changes uh, were. Um, I don't think there were any actually for 27. Yeah, no, there there weren't any for. Uh, 27. Wow. Very interesting there. Yeah. That's when the Miz uh, retained. We thought there were going to be one um, with the Miz and Cena, but uh, yeah, the, the, nothing happened. So, And then next year at 28, um, we had Cody Rose losing to Big Show. Uh, of course, the 18 second match between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. Sheamus winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Big Show getting his WrestleMania moment and them kind of plugging the Aki Bono thing on him as well. That was, uh, you know, Aki Bono, he's he's always a a good person to uh, bring up when it talks about WrestleMania. 29, of course, Cena defeating The Rock uh, to regain the World Heavyweight Championship. And um, that was it as far as the main show um, for 29. And then 30 uh, was uh, the New Orleans Silverdome. Uh, and then 
at four four thirty. You had um you had Orton uh, losing to Daniel Bryan. That was the whole you know Bryan winning. Of course, the streak ending, but uh, that was it. Um, Daniel Bryan winning, and that was the only other than the Divas Championship. Um, that was that was really it. I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, title matches. I mean, it wasn't really a title match heavy promoted uh, WrestleMania. Interestingly enough, and then finally. Last year, WrestleMania 31, the title changes that uh, we witnessed at that event um, were uh, Rusev losing to John Cena, uh, Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental Championship. So let's start real quick with, uh, with Andy. What's your most memorable title change from those? Uh, out of those, I would go Daniel Bryan and Sheamus just because I uh, remember watching that live and uh, being very angered and confused with uh, what was going on. <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, it just it shows what they thought of him then to give him 18 seconds. And then fast forward to this week, he just had a network special about how special he was. So you got to go yeah. with that one. <laughs> Derek? Uh, I'd say the same thing, but honestly, I think Cena versus Edge at 25 was probably my, as far as matches and just in-ring character goes, that was great. Yeah, I, um, I'm actually I'm actually Daniel Bryan uh, last year winning the um, Intercontinental Championship because that was his last his last title. Um, so, all right, real quick, let's do we we have like two minutes, but let me do a toss-up question. It's two and two right now. Derek has one. Ryan has two. Andy has two. Toss up question, really quick. Who won? And this is first come first serve. Who won the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal at twenty five? Santina. Santina. Yes, Ryan. Great job. He is oh, the Santina this week. We will come back <laughs> again next week. Santina is the winner. All right, predictions, real quick. Um, Pre-show, Andre uh, Giant Battle Royal. Uh, Andy, who you have? Uh, big show. Derek? Uh, Kane. Ryan? Somebody who hasn't been announced yet, some returning <laughs> superstar. Oh, That's okay. all I got. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Usos, Dudley's, Ryan? Uh, the Usos. Oh, I have Bray for the uh, Andre. Um, Derek? Dudley's. Andy? Usos. Usos for me, too. Uh, Bad and Blonde or Total Divas, Andy? Uh, Total Divas. Ryan? Bad and Blonde, Lana gets the pin. Mm. Derek? She's in Bad and Blonde. Uh, Total yeah, Divas for me, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, she is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Kalisto, right back. <laughs> anybody having, anybody has Kalisto? Nope. Everybody ride back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anybody have Triple H? No. No. Okay. I don't. Robert Reigns. <laughs> Shane, Shane Taker. Um, who has Shane? I'm just going to say it's going to be a circus like <laughs> Triple H and Sting last year. I, I still okay. don't know who's going to win, but it's going to be a circus. Okay. Who has Ambrose? I do. Uh, me. Right? I'll do it. I'll, I'll do okay. it. Ambrose will <laughs> win. All right, who has uh, who has anybody but Charlotte? 
Okay. I have uh, I have Sasha. Uh, we talked about New Day League of Nations. Who have who has the New Day? Uh, new, I'll take New Day. Yep. New Day. Me yep. too. Yeah, they I'll rock. Of, I'll take League of Nations. Who has uh, anybody but Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental? I'm going Sami Zayn so they can keep going after this. Him and Owens. All right, I have Owens. So Styles Jericho, Owens. real quick. Anybody? Anybody? Jericho. Styles. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you all. God bless you all. We will see you next week. Enjoy WrestleMania. God bless. Goodbye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.